Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Chavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now here's Sybil. Do you want to know what one of the most popular questions that people ask when it comes to relationships is? I'm sure you probably have heard it before. Maybe even someone has asked you if you've been in a really solid long-term relationship. But the most popular question people ask is what's the secret, right? Like how do you have a relationship that can stand the test of time? And of course, how do you make it work? No one just wants a long-term relationship that's not really functioning well. And of course, the reason that this is such a popular question, right, is because for those of us who are in a relationship currently or possibly looking to get into a relationship in the future, we want to know. We want to be in a healthy, functioning, long-lasting relationship. Actually, to that point, did you hear when Jennifer Aniston explained how she was also interested in finding an ideal relationship? Jennifer Aniston, for those of you who may have not come across her, is this huge actress. She was in Friends and has been in so many other blockbuster movies. And she's actually engaged now, but prior to the time she was engaged, she was on this award show. And she was joking about how her life had a way of being very similar to the roles that she's playing in movies. And of course, the challenges that she's had with finding this ideal relationship. But she really has been looking and is interested in really finding a relationship that lasts. Listen to how Jennifer described it during an award ceremony. There seemed to be this strange parallel between the movies I was doing and my kind of my my life off screen. I mean, you know, going back, it started with, well, I mean, you know, the good girl. <laughs> then I, that was followed by derailed. <laughs> then there was the breakup. Uh, so if any of you have a, have a project titled Everlasting Love with an, with an Adult Stable Male, just <laughs> go to my table. Really funny, right? But it's just so true because so many people are looking for this secret to having a long-lasting relationship. And again, not just a relationship that lasts a long time that you're not happy with, but many of us want, you know, that long-lasting, functional, enjoyable relationship. In fact, when you do a Google search on the term relationship success, there are literally over 4.2 billion results, 4.2 billion. I mean, clearly this is something that, you know, a lot of us are interested in. And we also see people really giving all they can to their relationship, like investing in it and really signing up to do everything that they can, but it still doesn't end up the way that they hoped. In fact, recently in the news, I don't know if you saw, but 
Rupert Murdoch, who is the CEO of News Corporation, and he owns a bunch of other media properties, including 20th Century Fox and the Wall Street Journal, what was reported in the news that he and his wife were actually getting divorced. And if you remember, his wife was the one that was famous for defending him from that protester in court where the protester was trying to throw this pie at him and she like jumps in the line of fire and protects him from getting hit. But now it appears that the two are getting divorced. Listen to what's being reported on the news. The 82-year-old multi-billionaire claiming his 14-year marriage with 44-year-old Deng has broken down irretrievably. And the fact that his marriage has broken down irretrievably actually comes as a surprise to a lot of people because recently, just like a couple years ago, he was in an interview raving about his wife. Just two years ago, the media mogul and world's 79th richest man was gushing about his wife and the mother of two of his daughters. You know, who wouldn't fall in love with a beautiful woman like that? Oh, yeah, she's very tough. Now, I know there are also other people who are saying, of course, you know, this relationship wouldn't last. They had this huge age difference and, you know, they never went into it attending for it to be a long term relationship. I just have always kind of been in the other camp that, you know, when people sign up to get married and to invest their time and effort in a relationship, the vast majority of them are really hoping and doing what they can because they want the relationship to work out. Now, even though that's the case, of course, we know that there's this huge percentage of people that end up getting divorced. And then, of course, the rate climbs even higher for second marriages and then even higher again for third marriages. In fact, check out this clip from the Today Show. Marriage, according to several studies, is something the majority of people still long for. And the divorce rate continues to hover at about 50%. It turns out nearly 6 out of 10 second marriages fail, and third marriages, all bets are off. It's nearly 7 out of 10. So what's the deal? So what is the deal, right? That is the million-dollar question and what we're going to discuss on today's show. Because no one wants to invest the time and the energy and the effort and, of course, your heart and your emotions into a relationship for no reason. Ideally, right, we all want our relationships to work out in the long run and be something that adds value to our life, something that we truly love, something that we enjoy. And wouldn't it be great if there was just this easy to understand concept that we know we could apply to any relationships, to all of our relationships, and have a really clear picture on how our relationships function and how they best function. Well, I honestly think that there actually is this one concept. And it's what I would also say is the foundation for the three essential things that you want to do in any relationship. Now, that's not to say, of course, that if you only do these three things and your relationship's going to be perfect, because I think you've got to continually invest in your relationship and, you know, make certain that you're doing the right things with it. But what I will say is that if you do these three things, you can set your relationship to be on the path, the upward path of what I call the relationship possibility spiral. And what I've realized is that all relationships are on this spiral. And the relationship possibility spiral is based on the general possibility spiral that I've spent years researching 
and that I'm writing my current book on. So what that means with respect to our relationships is that if you are in a relationship, every single day that relationship is changing. And on any given day, your relationship is working and functioning on a different part of the relationship possibility spiral. So in case you haven't heard my description yet of the possibility spiral and the research I've been doing, I'll go ahead and describe what the possibility spiral is. So go back to your days in geometry. And if you didn't like geometry, don't worry, we won't spend much time with this. It's just to give you an idea of what the possibility spiral actually looks like. And so imagine a cone, right, that you may have come across in geometry or even like one of those orange soccer cones or also the cones that you see like when you're taking a driving test or they have them in the road so you're making certain you're staying on the right path. Anyway, the point is that all cones, as you know, have this large bottom and then they get narrow as you move up toward the tip. And if you were to imagine spiraling up a cone, the rings would be larger at the bottom. And of course, by the time you spiraled up to the top, the rings get smaller. Well, this is the shape of the possibility spiral. And the point is that as you start at the bottom of the possibility spiral, the rings that make up the spiral, just like a cone as you continue to go up, get smaller and smaller until you reach the top of the spiral. And the largest ring is at the bottom, but as you spiral around and get closer to the top, each of those rings that makes up the spiral gets smaller. In many ways, I've always kind of seen it in my mind as like hiking up a mountain, right? And if you've ever hiked, you've experienced this because when you begin, you wind around the bottom of the mountain. And of course, that has a large circumference. And then you just keep winding and winding until you reach the tip of the mountain. Well, that's exactly how the possibility spiral works. And your relationship is on this relationship possibility spiral. And depending on how you hike up it, you will be at a different point on the spiral. And of course, depending on where you are on this relationship possibility spiral, you have a different experience with your relationship. And of course, different feelings and different energies flowing, all of that. It's like when you're at the top of the mountain, you feel good, right? You feel exuberant, you know, you're happy, you're looking at the view. And that feeling and experience is very different if you've hiked from when you're in the middle of the mountain and you're maybe you're tired and you're like, am I ever going to get to the top? And it's, it's harder because you're at the middle. And that's exactly how your relationship works. And because it changes every single day, what is so great is that just like we see with so many other things, anything is a possibility and we can influence and even in many instances control where our relationship is on the relationship possibility spiral because your relationship is dynamic. And as we've been talking about, it's not just the same from one day to the next. I mean, nothing in life stays the same. We all know that, right? So why on earth would our relationships be an exception to that truth? And so what that means is that our relationships are either moving up this relationship possibility spiral 
down the relationship possibility spiral or essentially going around in what I call an infinite loop with your relationship. And of course, that has highs and lows. But overall, if you're in an infinite loop, you're just spinning and not making progress with your relationship. But regardless of which one of those three dynamics applies to your relationship, what you do know for sure is that it is changing every single day. Actually, to that point, I came across something I just thought was so profound that Susan Sarandon, who is an actress that I'm sure you've heard of, she shared this during an interview with Oprah on Oprah's Masterclass. Listen to how Susan explains that our relationships really are always changing and that we want them to change and want to support that change. I've learned that relationships are, are, uh, are like an organism. I mean, they have to keep changing, that there's no such thing as getting them to a certain point and trying to just shore that up and hold on to that, that really your life and your relationship has to be a breathing, constantly changing, reevaluating, um, challenging thing. You know, especially if you're with somebody for a long time. And what Susan Sarandon shared is really so true and what I found with all my research, because our relationships literally are changing every single day. And you want to be doing the right things to support that change so that it's changing in the right direction. It's actually like one of my favorite quotes by Glenda Cloud explains, change is inevitable, but growth is intentional. And when it comes to our relationships, right, we want to make sure we're being very intentional and choosing to do the right things that are going to allow it to change in a positive way because we know it's always going to be changing. And we want to make sure that our relationships are moving up the mountain or up this relationship possibility spiral. Actually, to that point, there are also so many really interesting studies that I've come across about all of the different stages of a relationship and the ways they change. There's actually this really interesting study by Dr. Liberty Kovacs from the University of California, San Diego. And she's identified six stages and explained that this is one of the things that a lot of us have a tendency to overlook. And that's the fact that all relationships unfold and change over time. And I also came across this really interesting research by Rita De Maria, who's a professor, author, researcher, and so many more things. She actually speaks a lot as an expert on relationships, and she has written a book about the seven stages of a relationship. And although, you know, there's differences between Dr. Kovacs and Dr. De Maria in terms of the number of stages that are in a relationship, one point that's consistent and it's consistent no matter what study it is that you're looking at is that relationships are always changing. Or as I read in one study, relationships are like an ongoing wave. And when it comes to the relationship possibility spiral, the reality is that you have to do certain things to keep those good feelings and the good energy flowing in your relationship and be at the top part of the relationship possibility spiral. Listen to how Dr. Rita Maria explains that you do have to do things intentionally to kind of keep that passion alive. Well, you can keep that alive. You just got to know what to do. You have to have knowledge and skills and tools in order to keep it working. And what she said is so true, right? That you really do need to have 
knowledge about what's going on and the dynamics of your relationship. And then of course the tools to keep it going. And that's why you may have noticed when you're in your normal working routine and you're just both going through the whirlwind of life, your relationship may consistently day after day be functioning at a lower or a less ideal place than you would like on the relationship possibility spiral. And if that is the case, then what you have to do is realize that and be very intentional about the things that you're doing to move your relationship back up this possibility spiral. Listen to what Dr. Rita DeMaria shared about that. Talk about time. So much pressure on people Absolutely. these days, scheduling, two careers, everybody's running, taking care of the kids. How much of an issue is simply that we don't have time to concentrate on our marriage? People really do have to prioritize their marriage, have date nights, really pay attention to how they're using their time and where their focus is. And what she says is so true that we really do need to prioritize our marriage and do things very intentionally to make certain we are moving the right way up the relationship possibility spiral. And another interesting thing I've noticed in relationships are the flashes of greatness. I'm sure you've possibly noticed these too. You know, think about those times that you may have had in a relationship, either in your existing relationship or a prior relationship. And perhaps it was just one of those times where you kind of, you know, going through the motions, just maybe ho-hum or even dysfunctional, and you just weren't getting along with the person you were with. But then a flash of greatness happens and you guys have like a great day. You know, maybe the person you're with says something nice to you and it just sets everything right or you saw them in a different light or something else, anything could have happened that just allowed your relationship to naturally elevate to the top of the relationship possibility spiral. Of course, so often we assume that this flash was just a flash and it's not something that happens regularly because usually this person is, you know, too tied up with work or just all into themselves or driving me crazy or whatever the case is. But the reality is, is that that wasn't a flash. It was actually a taste of what's really possible for your relationship every single day. And what happened was for that day where you felt like you had that flash, or maybe even if it was just for a couple of hours or minutes, whatever the case is, your relationship hit the top of this relationship possibility spiral. And you could feel how different that felt, especially if you were comparing it and contrasting it to times where your relationship may not have been operating at an ideal point on the relationship possibility spiral. And I'm sure you may know where I'm going with all of this and, you know, all of the information that we've been discussing about the relationship possibility spiral. Because since our relationships change every single day, the key is to just realize that we have the possibility every single day to do those things that allow our relationship to function at the upper part of the relationship possibility spiral. And that really is the first of the three essential things that you want to do when it comes to your relationship. And if you're thinking, yeah, I can sign up to do three things, you know, and I can do them, but it takes two people to make a relationship work. I'd say yes, like I totally agree with you and you're correct. But what I would also say is that while you obviously can't control the choices that the person you are in a relationship with makes, 
there are definitely things that you can personally do to keep your relationship on the path of moving up the relationship possibility spiral. And believe it or not, that's going to influence and affect the behavior of the person you're with. So we are going to get into all of that next. Welcome back. You are listening to the possibility of today on webtalkradio.net. And we have been talking all about relationships and specifically the three essential things that we want to do when it comes to having a great relationship. And we were just discussing the first one, which is realizing and understanding that our relationships are all on this relationship possibility spiral. And understanding also, of course, that our relationship is dynamic. It's changing every single day. And because it's on this spiral, we can impact specifically what part of the spiral our relationship is functioning on. And that's what the second and both the third thing that are essential to a relationship have to do with. And as we were discussing earlier, a lot of people will say, yeah, but I can't control the person that I'm with. I can only control myself. And the reason why my relationship isn't working is because the person I'm with isn't interested or is unwilling or just won't invest in the relationship the way they should be. And, you know, I know that there's always a lot of background to stories and to relationships, and that may really be true. But what I have learned and what I have seen is that we have more control of our relationships than we may think. And honestly, I used to not realize this myself, and I would run the other way. Every single time any one of my relationships hit that bottom ring of the spiral. Now, honestly, every relationship, of course, is not necessarily meant to work out. And there's some relationships that you are meant to move on from. I believe that. And I know that was the case for myself in all of my relationships prior to my marriage. But when you are in a long-term relationship and you're interested in investing in it, you really can influence where it ends up functioning on the relationship possibility spiral. Because if you choose to invest in your relationship and you work on it day after day after day, then in one way or another, the positive things that you're choosing to do are going to impact the relationship and they will even influence the person you're with and get them to elevate their own decisions. The key word, of course, being influence. And there's a whole field in science about this. And the formal term is actually called social influence. And it's defined to occur when one's emotions, opinions, or behaviors are affected by others. And there's this doctor and professor from Harvard, his name is Herbert Kelman, and he has spent a substantial amount of his career researching in this field. And even if you're still doubting that the person you're with is actually capable of being influenced by your actions, I promise you they are. It's just the way it works. And that's why all these studies have been able to prove that people's behaviors and decisions are influenced by the behavior and decisions of other people. In fact, I'm sure you've probably even seen instances where this reality has been playing out. For example, if you have a child 
you know you want that child hanging around other children that are making good decisions and are good kids, you know, that aren't getting in trouble. You don't want your kid hanging around kids that are always getting into trouble because you know if that's the case, it's likely that your child could also start making bad decisions and get into trouble. We know that bad behavior could rub off and influence the behavior of our child. And it's the same dynamic that's at work here. Because if you tell the person you are in a relationship with, I'm working on improving this and this and this about myself so that it's gonna positively impact our relationship. And then if the person you're in a relationship with sees you genuinely and honestly trying and following through day after day, then before you know it, their behavior will elevate and they will most likely start being more conscious about the things they're doing or should be doing with respect to the relationship. Now, I know you may still be a little skeptical. Honestly, when I first was reading this, I was a little skeptical about really being able to elevate my behavior, to change my behavior, and that was going to have an influence on my relationship. But I put it to the test, and it really works. And there's just so much science and so many studies and so many papers that have been done on this topic. In fact, honestly, we could discuss this topic and research for hours, and maybe at some point, you know, we should talk about that. But just know that your behavior can and will influence the behavior of the person you're with. And when you are both elevating your behaviors individually, that of course pushes your relationship higher and higher up the possibility spiral. So the next logical question is, of course, what should you specifically start doing, right? To get up this relationship possibility spiral. And one thing you wanna start doing right away is communicating. In fact, over communicating and having quote unquote real conversations, because as we've been discussing, right, our relationships are changing every day and you're also changing. So you want to continually be talking about that and about real topics, not just coordinating schedules or carpools or who's going to take the kids here or there or what we're going to have for dinner. And of course, we hear this advice all the time, right? But what I've realized is that unless we really integrate this into our routine and make certain that it is something we do every single week, we aren't going to be having those quote unquote real conversations about our feelings, our thoughts, our concerns, things that are working, things that aren't, you know, how we can agree to move forward. We're not going to be having those conversations unless it's actually built into what we're used to doing. So you have to kind of structure that, like you set the structure up so that you know, okay, every Tuesday we sit down and we have this real conversation. In my house, we call it talk night. And right after we got married, we actually got this advice from another couple. And so we started having talk night right away. And during talk night, we put all issues or things on the table that need to be discussed or resolved. We also, of course, talk about our dreams and the things in our life that we're excited about or our feelings or just anything else that's running through our minds. And of course, I don't think my husband loved it all that much in the beginning, but as he saw that I was invested in it and really committed to it, you know, he started committing to it and investing in it too. And now we're at the point where there's sometimes he's reminding me, oh, we've got to have talk night. Anyway, listen to how Susan Sarandon explains 
that one of the most important things she also learned about relationships is continually checking in and communicating. You have to keep touching base. And I think that the best fun of a relationship is when you're on an equal playing field and you're not afraid to, to make your needs known and whatever they are and give the other person the option to deal with what those needs are. Then you can adapt. Then you can come up with different game plans because who you are at 40 is not who you are at 20. And I just thought what she said about adapting and coming up with different game plans and recognizing the reality that we are changing personally and having discussions about that is so profound and really something we want to make sure is always happening in our relationships. Listen also to what Dr. Rita DeMaria shared on the importance of communicating, even though you know, you start off and you're attracted to someone, you still have to understand that you have to get to know them. You have to have these real conversations. There's that chemistry and passion, and we do get attracted to somebody who basically is potentially a soulmate. But we have to know how to get to know them and work out the issues with them over time. I think what you said is so true, right? Because with any relationship, it has the potential of being one of those really strong connections, but that's just a potential and you really do have to ensure you're doing the right things and that you're fostering communication and really getting to know someone. And that's why integrating a regular talk night or a communication touch point every week into your routine is so important. And one of the three essential things to do to make certain your relationship is working. And one of the things that you want to make sure that you're talking about is what is the purpose of your relationship? You know, you and the person you're with should be able to have a conversation around that and really understand, you know, what are we trying to do and accomplish together? Why are we in this relationship? And I was actually listening to this clip with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. As you probably know, there are these two huge Hollywood actors. And what I thought was so interesting is, I mean, obviously individually, they have plans and goals for their career. But what they also discuss that they have is a marriage business plan. I thought this was such a great idea. Check out what they said in an interview with Oprah. But I hear that you all really do set goals, that there is a yeah. marriage yeah. business plan. Yes. No, no, you, you, you could write a book about that and help a lot of people. There's a marriage business plan. You know, it's, it's like if you don't have a goal, yeah. you know, if you don't have a purpose, for your relationship and, and pretty much anything. It's yeah. like, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't have a place that you're, you're going, something that you want to accomplish, something you want to do, right. you can really get lost in the murk of the, the journey. There has to be a vision for... There has your, to be a vision, right? Yes, right. So why, why are we together? You know, yeah. it's like, I mean, you fine, you fine, you know. <laughs> you know, but, but as an answer for why two spirits would join together and decide to travel this perilous journey of life together, uh, fine, or you can cook, or you keep the house protected. That's really not enough. There's so much more that you have to be dedicated to. Wow. You know, to That is so true. Together. I just thought that was such great advice. In fact, I loved it so much that I already was talking to my husband. I'm like, I think our next talk night, we should create a marriage business plan. And even if you already feel that you and whoever you're with that you you guys are on the same page, 
I think it's just something about sitting down, having this discussion and putting something down on paper like this is, you know, our marriage business plan. I thought that was really good advice. And it's something, of course, that you have to figure out. In fact, listen to this same clip about how Will Smith and Jada Pinkett said they went about figuring out their own vision for their marriage business plan. So what is the bigger vision for your marriage? What is the bigger? Well, we had to figure that out because we're two big beings that came together. Mm -hmm. And I had my vision and he had his. And so we had to join it. And so we decided. Just do what she said. Yeah, basically. (laughs) That's the vision. (laughs) Now, I think that's even more great advice. Just do what she says. Hilarious, right? But seriously, the Smiths did go on in that same interview to explain that Their business plan had to do with always ensuring they were creating a great base for themselves and for their children so that everyone could pursue their goals and their dreams. And of course, everyone's plan is going to be different. What's important is just that you and the person you're in a relationship with are on the same page and you're taking the time to create one. And I just thought it was really great advice. And also, of course, it really drives home the point on why communication is so key and can be so beneficial. In fact, I came across this other clip that I thought was also really interesting. It was uh, with Cindy Crawford. And as you may already know, she used to be married to Richard Gere and that marriage didn't work out. And she said essentially that she was 22 and thought of course that she knew more about who she was And she explained that Richard Gere tried to tell her, but she really wasn't interested in listening. Listen to what Cindy Crawford shared in an episode of Oprah's Masterclass. I think a lot of what happened with Richard and I was I was still 22. And at 22, as a young woman, I was kind of still figuring out who I was and what I wanted to be. And I, you know, he was already 37. So in some ways, he knew that I was still growing and changing. I didn't want to hear it from him because at 22 you think you know everything and you think you're already formed and then you realize 10 years later you're like oh my gosh they were totally right I think everything you do helps you find your inner voice and I thought what she shared was just so helpful because there is a lot that we have to discover about ourselves and our relationship and we're changing and our relationships changing and the only way we can make certain that we're navigating through all of that and staying on the same pages to continually be communicating. In fact, listen to what Cindy Crawford shared in that same interview about having a friendship with her second husband and how she believes that that has really provided a solid foundation and helped them keep the lines of communication open and ensure, of course, that they're always listening to each other. The biggest um, lesson I learned from my first marriage is how important it is to be friends I think first and foremost with your partner. Being rooted and based in friendship, it keeps the relationship elevated to, there's always a certain level of respect. We respect each other's opinion about parenting and and how to, our personal life, but also in, you know, for work stuff, he'll ask me, what do you think of this? And I'll ask him, hey, I got offered this, do you think I should do it? And, And we really listen to each other. So we know that communication is really important and also really setting up the structure in your relationship to make sure that you have, at the very least, a weekly communication touch point 
to have these real conversations. So that is the second essential thing we want to make certain we're doing in our relationships. And the first was understanding the relationship possibility spiral and the fact that we have the ability to influence where our relationship is functioning on that spiral. And then finally, the third thing that we want to do that's essential to making certain that we have a good relationship is to create a plan for how to break out of what I call the conflict infinite loop. You may remember we were talking about infinite loops in the beginning. Those are actually negative patterns that we can get stuck in and sucked into. And so you end up seeing the same issues appearing over and over again in your life. For example, there's the money infinite loop where you can end up always having the same issues with money and feeling stretched month after month after month. Or another example that you may have seen is you know, when someone is continually dating the wrong person over and over again. And you may have seen this maybe with one of your friends or even potentially yourself at one point and wondered, okay, how do they always end up dating the same type of person over and over again? Don't they see the pattern? Well, a lot of times they don't. And people may stay stuck in this infinite loop until they figure out what's going on and how to break out of it. And when it comes to relationships, we can get entangled in what I call the conflict infinite loop. And that is a negative pattern within our relationship. And what you may see is that there are always the same unresolved issues or conflicts in our relationship. You know, maybe you're continually fighting over the same things like money or one of you working too much or not spending enough time with the kids or not spending enough time with you or prioritizing other people over your relationship. It could really be anything and the list goes on and on. But the point is that it's an unresolved issue in your relationship and the pattern usually goes like this. A trigger happens So that means the person does something or makes a choice that you disagree with or you think is selfish or not considerate. And then you start disagreeing. The two of you start disagreeing. And depending on what your pattern is, you may argue, you may just ignore each other or do something else. And you both can end up getting frustrated or all worked up. But then time passes, you know, maybe the other person apologizes or maybe you apologize or you both just decide, you know, it is what it is. And you say to yourself, they're never going to change anyway or understand. And so you just let it go. But the problem is, is that the real issue hasn't been resolved. And even though you may have smoothed things over on the surface, underneath is still the same unresolved issue. So then what happens? A couple of days or maybe even weeks go by and then another trigger happens and the cycle repeats, right? And you do it all over again. And that's the typical conflict infinite loop that can exist in a relationship. And until you have a way to continually break out of it, you can literally repeat the same cycle over and over again for years. And of course, If the infinite loop starts negatively impacting the relationship too much or there's just too many triggers and too much negativity, that can really weigh on the relationship and cause the relationship to reverse down the spiral, to go the wrong way down the mountain. 
And of course, it can even go all the way to the bottom phase of the spiral. And that's where we see these breakups. And that's why everyone needs a way to resolve conflict and make certain that you know how to get out of any conflict, infinite loops that you may have in your relationship. Listen to what Dr. Maria De Rita explained. You have to know how to resolve differences. That's one of the prime indicators for what is going to make for a successful marriage. And as she explained, conflict resolution is so important when it comes to any relationship. And I think the best way to find your way to your ideal conflict resolution is to sit down and to have a discussion and make an agreement for how you're going to work through disagreements. And once you both realize that a conflict is brewing or looming in the air, you know exactly what you're going to do. You know, a lot of couples will take a cooling off period and then decide to come back and calmly discuss the issue and they'll set boundaries and make certain that they're working to get on the same page and kind of have rules of engagement and, you know, just make certain that no one's really ever crossing any lines that neither of them feel comfortable with when they are trying to resolve issues. The key is, I think, to just find a solution that works for both of you. And of course, there's going to be some give and take. But as long as you're on the same page and you can even write down the plan for your conflict resolution, it just really makes it so much easier to know when either of you is off the plan or not following the plan. Again, the key, I think, really is to just make sure you agree and that you understand and you know exactly how you're going to work through the things that you disagree over. So those are the three things that I believe are essential and will really set up any relationship to move the right way up the relationship possibility spiral. You know, number one, understanding, first of course, that your relationship is on this relationship possibility spiral and that you can influence where it is functioning on the spiral. And then secondly, as we were talking about, you know, integrating talk night and making certain it's part of your regular routine every single week. And then of course, making certain that during that time, you're having real conversations and talking about your marriage business plan. And then of course, covering the third point, which is to agree on a conflict resolution plan so that you can make certain, you know, that your relationship isn't caught up in a conflict infinite loop. And I just believe that if you have these three essential things, it really will set your relationship up to function in a way that you feel comfortable with, that you know it should be functioning, that you're enjoying it, that it's fulfilling. And we have that possibility today, you know, to really get serious and make certain that we're doing those things that we know are going to positively impact our relationship and positively influence the person that we're in a relationship with. So that is the show for the day. I hope that you enjoyed it. Enjoy the rest of your week or your weekend, and we will catch up next time. And of course, live today better than yesterday. To learn more about making a change in your life, visit possibilityoftoday.com. Don't forget to like Sybil's Facebook page by clicking the Facebook icon on her Web Talk Radio profile page. You can also follow her on Twitter using the handle at Sybil Chavis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember to be entertained, be inspired, be informed. Oh, 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 o